I ain't worried about that. That's expected. If you were nice, then that'd be like, that, that's, that's the unexpected, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't lie. Is that a lie or a fib? Being nice. Oh, all right. Well, good morning. Can you get into the decision uh, to release Matt Collins? What, what went into that decision? Um, I'll, I'll tell you this: that uh, I know, and I know, I know, kind of where that that line of questioning is headed. Um, there's not a decision that is made uh, with this roster um, that uh, Howie and I don't discuss first. Obviously, um, whether it's practice squad, whether it's active roster, whether it's uh, you know to bring a guy in for a workout or whatever it might be. And and we also feel like that uh, some of our younger players, J.J., Greg, have, have earned uh, uh, or at least deserved an opportunity. And, uh, again, you got to make some tough decisions. But uh, it's because of uh, some discussions that we've had uh, here in the past few weeks. Who makes that final decision? Well, ultimately, it, it goes down Howie's path. But, again, we talk and we agree and, and we make those decisions together. It does seem, though, this year there have been a lot of players that have been released after playing significant time. Um, is there a disconnect between Howie and the coaching staff in terms of the value of these players? No, no, I don't feel that way at all. Um, again, we're, we're making we're making decisions in the best interest of the Philadelphia Eagles. What well, sort of challenge does that present, though, Doug, when you have guys who are contributors one week and then gone the next in terms of uh, handling that within the locker room and things of like that nature? Well, I mean, obviously, um, you know, I think I think the locker room standpoint. I mean, players know what uh, you know what type of business that we're in. Coaches the same way, and and um, you know, I think that again, if if I stand in front of the team and, and and keep constantly saying that we are going to make decisions in the best interest of the Philadelphia Eagles and and the players that are in the room, then then. You know, we, we move on from it, and and you know we understand that you know sometimes tough decisions have to be made. Why is it though that some of these guys have played so much, and then you know the week after? You know, it's weeks. funny that you're asking me these questions when when a few weeks ago you're asking about production. So, um, you know, it, it, it's is it production? I mean, is that the answer? Is it, no, it's not the answer. But I mean, we were talking about production, and now I've got some young guys that are playing and contributing, and. You know, uh, we talk about we talk about every player on our roster, obviously, um, and and you know we have to make decisions, and, and they're they're tough decisions for the team. So do you have to change your approach? Uh, do you have to change the way you talk to your players? What do you have to change this week going forward if you're trying to save the season and you're trying to salvage uh, a playoff run here? Guys yeah. Win. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, the, the the main message is: listen, we're we're in a we're in a must must win situation. We know that, and 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 really, it started last week. You know, and and really coming out of the bye, if you want to think about it, and go back back a few weeks. But um, you know, for me, it's it's I, I got to stay the course. I got to stay. You know, I got to stay transparent. I got to stay as honest as I can with the with the team, the integrity. Talk about the character of the team and all of that with them and. And uh, and say, listen, guys, we're we're in that must-win situation right now, and and you can't. Um, it's as much on us as coaches as it is players, and and so I I, I, I look to that as well. Uh, we're responsible for how our players play, and and that starts with me. So uh, I hold my coaches accountable first, and, and then obviously it, it goes down to the players, but. Everybody's on board. Everybody's on the same page. Uh, that's the one thing that uh, I, I appreciate about you know these these guys. How do you, hold, how do you hold coaches accountable? Well, um, 
you know, you hold them accountable by the way their position plays, number one. All these things that, that I do at the end of the season and go back when I evaluate, which is probably the, the next question out of your, out of your mouth. Um, but I, I do it that way, you know, and, 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 I, and, I, and I'm up front with the coaches from, the, from day one, from, from all the way back to OTAs when we're coming off of that off, out of that offseason before OTAs. And I, I make a statement with the coaches, and, and, and I'm probably giving you more information than, than you need, but, but um, I, I, I want to be up front with them as well. I say, listen, you know, you, you, your, your performance is based on your players, right, and how, how, how well they perform. And obviously they can't control injury and, and, and all of that, and, um, and that's where it starts. So the, the message is, is clear early in the season. It's just not, not now. It's, it's, been, it's been addressed earlier in the year. So I would imagine it's hard to do in season when you have so much to do. So is that more of something that you sort of look at the full scope of it when the season is over? Yeah, and that's why you look back, you know, when the season's over and, and you make those evaluations. I'm evaluated, you know, uh, in my performance. Obviously, I have to evaluate, you know, my staff and, and, and all that. So those are things that, that uh, we'll do at the end of the year. Has anything changed with Jordan Howard? So he still hasn't been cleared for contact. Correct. Is this something that could be a season-ending injury at this point? I don't believe so. Been a position coach. Uh, what makes a good position coach? I I, I think I think in, in thinking about myself, um, obviously you you got to be prepared. You got to have answers. You know, for the questions that the players might have, whether it be a game plan question or maybe a. Uh, a concept question offensively. You got to have. You got to be well prepared. You got to be dialed in. <clears throat> Obviously, if you don't have the answers, you got to be up front and say, "Hey, uh, let me get the answer for you." I think you have to pay attention to detail, um, and and th- and then it's, it's got to carry over. <clears throat> excuse me. It's got to carry over onto the field through drill work, um, putting your players in position through that drill work that are that's going to transpire in a game. And for me, as a quarterback and a quarterback coach, that was that was the. You know that's what I tried to do was put our quarterbacks in position to uh, make plays in the game and and move in the pocket and all that kind of stuff. But the detail uh, is, is the biggest thing. You lost the coaches after the year. Is it is it just you evaluating them, or do you lean on other people? Um, it, it's primarily myself. You know, uh, obviously, uh, again, uh, I'm I'm going to be evaluated first, right? And then, and then, and then I can I can evaluate the staff from there. Doug, you've often described your relationship with the players as one of your strengths as a as a head coach. When you look when you looked at the players at the team meeting, I guess it was today or tomorrow, yesterday. Today, do you yesterday, feel like you still have the locker room behind you? I do, I really do. Um, and why? Because I can I can I can sense I can just sense and feel, um, you know, the energy of the group. Um, listen. We're all disappointed, and, and we're all sick to our stomach. Um, but they also understand, you know, we, we've kind of we've done this to ourselves, obviously, um, and and they're they're ready to go back to work. And and I sensed that yesterday. I sensed it again today. And, and of course, it's you know, again, it's my job to. I've got to, you know, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to bring that energy, bring that juice, so that they can see me. Uh, in that in that light, and then and then that's what that's what spreads out through the rest of the team. But um, yeah, these guys are uh, these guys are with me. Getting back to Jordan, it, a root issue or two uh, that has gotten you to this place, um, you know, so you know where to where to move forward. Well, I think again, it it, it 
it has to start. It has to start, and I, I know this is probably for you guys a broken record, but it has to start with me. I've got to look at my performance and how how am I preparing the team? Am I look how we practice during the week? Am I am I doing enough there? Um, <clears throat> in game decisions. Think I got to look at that first, and then and then I've got to see. Uh, and we can't control obviously injury. We know this is a violent sport, and we're gonna we're gonna miss some guys from time to time. But how well as coaches do we prepare the next guy? And um, so I got I got to look at that and make sure those guys are those guys are prepared and and then you know uh, as we as we get into get into games you know how are we making adjustments you know and, and are we making adjustments in game in all three phases to uh, um, you know to try to be successful. What have your takeaways been from your evaluation of yourself and how do you change things as the years gone on? Is the season over? But you said you evaluate yourself. You look in the mirror. You change. I understand. We do play a game on Monday night, but anyway. Sure, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can we save those for maybe the end of the year? Doug, you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You and Carson have been together for four years now. How has the way you coach him evolved over those four years? I, I think as our relationship has grown, um, and and he getting to know me and me getting to know him, I, I think we can. Um, you know, we we can be hard on each other. You know, I can be hard on him. He can be hard back on me, and and, and I think that's the dynamic um, of of a good quarterback, uh, head coach, play caller, you know, relationship. I, I I look at you know the Sean Paytons and and Drew Brees and, and and their relationship, and it's it's one of those give and take type relationships back and forth. And um, you know, uh, I I think of you know. Andy Reid with Mike Holmgren, I mean, uh, Brett Favre and Mike Holmgren, and then obviously with Andy and, and how Andy coached us and different things. And But but I think having that relationship, that's where you, you know, open dialogue, communication, uh, where where he understands where I'm coming from, I understand where he's coming from, and and we can work through uh, both the positive and the and the negative issues. Is it more of a partnership now and less student teacher than it was in the first couple of years? One more time. Is it more of a partnership now and less of a student teacher relationship than maybe it was the first few yeah, years? Yeah, but I still think I still think you got to have some of that you know student teacher relationship because because he's he's still learning and and he's still growing as a quarterback and understanding this game so. Um, that's where, as a for me as a teacher, uh, I can continue to help him grow as a as a student. It seemed going into the bye, you were real kind of proud of, of the offensive identity with Jordan and and with the way the running game was going. Have you had to change your approach as a play caller during these last three weeks, not having Jordan on the field? Um, I mean, Jordan brings a, a, a different style I, I guess just his dynamic style he's more of an in between the tackles guy I think one thing you you saw this past week with miles is he's capable of doing that a little bit uh, he's he's a one cut guy or a jump cut guy make the first guy miss and, and, and continue on he had some really good runs that way um, you know and, and listen the the run game it does change from week to week based on structure of defense too so you know that that changes just a little bit and, and really in these last these last three games, the style of defenses and the structure that we face, so that that changes as well. The last, the last three, four weeks, and this is from the naked eye, I could be wrong, but it looks like Carson's passes, just something seems off. Do you agree with that? If so, what, what do you think is going on? Is it the receivers? Is Wentz the ball sailing? Just something just seems like it's off. And I don't know if you feel that as well. Um, you know, we, we know that you know, quarterbacks are, are – We'd love for him to be 100%. I mean, that's be great if you're 100% completion in a game. 
you know, there are things. There's a lot of there's a there's a lot of factors that go into to throwing the football, and it's not just the quarterback and having a good arm and making good decisions and you know uh, moving in the pot. I mean, the protection has to be right, right? The the receiver has to write and, and be dialed in on the right route. You know, uh, we got to coach the quarterback. His eyes have got to be in the right spot. You know, so there's a lot of factors that go into uh, the passing game, and, and um, all that can affect, you know, affect accuracy. But, you know, at the bottom line, as a play caller, I can help that, right? I can help that with maybe moving them out of the pocket like we did a little bit in the game on Sunday or these last couple of weeks with screen passes or, you know, short to intermediate throws where he gets the quarterback can get into a little bit of a rhythm kind of settles everybody down tempo offense so there's so many factors that can go into into that that uh um that can help a quarterback be a little more successful there thank you guys